Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. We're back with all new episode of SHMG Podcast. I'm your girl, Kashawn Milligan, but you can call me Kay. And I'm super excited about this guest. I've been following her story and her platform probably for the last two to three years. And I've been waiting for the time that God was going to connect us. And I'm happy to say he's connecting us today. I am joined by the Miss Candace Juni. I'm sure you know her. I'm sure you do. Because she is the six-figure marketing maven. That's right. She's all about turning that zero into six figures. I'm super excited. She has a podcast. She does conferences. She's an all-inclusive guru, and I'm about to ask all my questions today on the show. So, Candice, thank you so much. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, and thank you for having me. I'm super excited. That was an amazing intro. As you said, my name is Candice Janae, and I'm just really excited to be here. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, so, I'm going to dive right in because one of the very first questions I wanted to ask you, which I have been blown away about in regards to like your testimony and your story and what you've really been able to do virtually is that you have been extremely transparent. It seems like from the beginning about your faith and your finances. And I'm very curious to know when you first started off kind of like sharing and testifying and, and building, which now is like an amazing brand. Did you always know that faith was going to be at the forefront of what you were doing? Or did you find that there was just a need for that and you wanted to tie it into actually building your business? This is such a great question because honestly, so I run two different brands and I always like to clarify because sometimes because of what I do with my two different businesses, um, often they, some of it kind of overlaps. Sometimes okay. people kind of put them in the same category or think I have just one business and I just have different arms of what I do, but I have two separate businesses. One is called Epic Fab Girl. Okay. And that's my community for Christian women entrepreneurs. Uh, we help women, um, Christian women entrepreneurs connect build profitable brands and grow their faith. And so on that side of things, we have our go-getter membership. And that is the private membership community that's aimed at teaching women entrepreneurs how to build, grow, and monetize their businesses while keeping faith at the forefront of um, their businesses and of their lives. And when I say faith at the forefront, really faith at the forefront of them building. So it might not be a business that's like, you know, like 
what's a popular one that everyone knows something like you know the god is dope brand where you see like god is at the forefront or, or like everyone sees like god plastered all over it versus like there's so many you know women entrepreneurs who have businesses that are you know uh they happen to be faith based CEOs who happen to be running businesses. Um, so that's what I do over there on that side. And then on the other side of my business, um, or it's not even another side of my business, but a, a, the other business that I run um, is my marketing agency. And I help women master their marketing and scale their services to six figures. So that's really where I'm helping people uh, strategically learn how to market and position themselves online to really influence people um, and generate income from it. And so one thing I'll say is that when I first started Epic Fab Girl, which is the faith-based community, it was really just started as a blog because I wanted to help other women really pursue purpose and go after their God-given destiny. And one of the things I saw in the market was like, I kept, like, I always used to go to a ton of, you know, professional development and, um, and like, kind of business-related conferences and events. And one of the things that I would see all the time was you would end up hearing all these people talk about God and they're talking about their businesses and, but they would like loosely mention God, but then you would get into certain spaces and they would be like, yeah, I'm self-made and I built my business from the ground up. And I'm like, without God though, like, and like, and it wasn't one of those things where I was just kind of like, I felt like they were leaving God out of the conversation and they were leaving God out of the role that he played. Um, so you had the communities of like, yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a boss, but you know, they weren't talking about God at all. And then I went into spaces where around that time, like in 2014, 2015, I was going to a lot of like faith-based events as well. And I would see a lot of faith-based events happening that would be talking about purpose and destiny. And, you know, people love to prophesy and tell you, oh, God, you know, calls you a multimillionaire and he has called you to be a kingdom entrepreneur and, you know, have influence in and do ministry in the marketplace and, you know, all these things. And for me, I just saw a gap because I felt like there were these either overly spiritual events or there were these overly like these these events that were overly like, oh, I just did it and this was easy. And, you know, I built this brand on my own and I worked so hard. I just wanted to have a place where, you know, Christian women can get the tactical or practical steps and information to help them take you know, steps to actually build their brands and businesses and also doing it knowing that, you know what, like God is every bit of, you know, a part of the journey of building a business and I don't want to leave him out of that. So I kind of really, I, I created Epic Fab Girl to kind of be um, the middle ground where it's like, hey, I'm building a business. I, I'm not doing it on my own. I'm doing it with God's help. And I'm also, you know, wanting to keep, you know, God at the forefront of what I'm doing, but I also want to have impact, make money, um, and, and really execute on some of these things that, you know, I've heard God say about my future. And so that's kind of where that came from. And I feel like faith, I was intentional about including faith in that journey. Um, but then on the other side of things, like in my own personal business journey, 
faith has been a huge thing. It, it goes beyond just like, you know, people being like, oh, okay, like what religion are you? Or like, what's your faith? And when people typically ask that question, that's just them trying to ask you, what do you like, what God do you believe in? But in reality, mm-hmm. for me, what that turned into, like when people talk, I didn't, I never really realized that my journey with my faith um, wasn't just about what God do I believe in, but what, like, it was more so about, I believe in God, but how was my faith going to get me through my journey? And I think that has been a huge thing um, for me along the journey, just because, you know, it ended up being a lot different than I, like, not more difficult, but there were challenges I was faced with that I would not have been able to get through and push through and walk through without faith. So that kind of like leads me to my next question. Do you feel like entrepreneurship is a calling that God has to call you into that type of leadership um, business lane in order to really be successful at it? Or do you feel as though like, no, I'm called and whatever I touch, if what God that's within me is going to grow it, it's going to maximize and capitalize on it. Yeah, I love it. So I definitely think that entrepreneurship is a calling. And I think it's something that, you know, I, I think right now where it's super popular for everyone to start a business, like not everyone is meant to be a a full-time entrepreneur. Not everyone is meant to have a business throughout every season of their life. Like they may have a season of having a successful business and maybe going back into the workforce later as a consultant um, to, you know, sit on boards of corporations and no longer have, you know, a, a role as an entrepreneur. Like, but I definitely believe that entrepreneurship is a calling because when it comes down to it, like, God literally created his plan for our lives long before we existed. And I think, you know, a calling is something you have to respond to and you, you like, you can choose to go after it or not to. Right. And I think, I think about Jonah oftentimes, like the story of Jonah in the Bible, like there were things that Jonah was supposed to be doing. The only reason that man ended up in the mouth of a fish was because God had a plan for him that he was avoiding and God literally shook up everything around him so that he would come to his senses and get on track with the calling that God had placed for him, which was in Nineveh. Right. And so I think there are so many things that, um, that, that God can call us to do. But I think that at the end of the day, you have to respond to it. Um, and I also think that in order to be extremely successful in it, I think God has called different people to different levels of success in entrepreneurship as well. So, you know, that the era that we're living in, that there are a lot of people that God is calling to entrepreneurship. I love that. I love that. So, I'm sure you've you've gotten this question quite a bit and a lot of people are talking about it. Um, I also saw that you posted, I think today that you're on the lineup for the Work From Anywhere conference hosted by BYB Live, which I love. Um, So how has COVID impacted how you've navigated uh, doing business? Because I remember the first time I think I came across your page, um, a store of mine, Arian Simone, was actually a speaker at your conference. 
And I was like super excited to see what you guys had going on. And I think like one of the major things that I had seen was that as women, you guys were praying for one another. So there wasn't just seminars and speaking engagements, but you were able to really capture that this was women of faith coming together to bring something into life. And a lot of people, um, and I can also speak for myself, has really missed um, going to these types of conferences, summits, get-togethers, and now a lot of things have been pivoted, you know, virtually. So is there any, like, specific things that you have shifted or have been forced to kind of, like, forego um, due to COVID? I love this question as well. Honestly, I... So I quit my job in 2017, my corporate job, and I love Arian Simone. She's amazing. Literally, when I quit my job in 2017, I think she had an event. She had an event, I think, in either August or September. Um, and it was like the Fearless Conference, and it was in Atlanta. It was one of the first events that I went to after quitting my job in corporate. And, you know, I'm, I'm huge on showing up at events in person because even though I'm an introvert, like I can show up in events in rooms like that and really just get my life because I'm connecting with like-minded people. I'm also, you know, learning, soaking up information, taking inspiration for how I wanted to run my events. And I, you know, I really did love that space. But when I quit my job in 2017, all of 2018 and all of 2019, I built my business online, right? So literally people didn't understand that like I run my business from home. I can literally work from anywhere. And all I need is my laptop, some Wi-Fi, and my cell phone. Like that's literally all I need to run my business. And that has always been the case even prior to COVID. And so one of the things that I felt like God did for me personally was equip me with the ability to run a digital business effectively so that when COVID came around, all I had to do was the same thing that I was doing before, but with a little bit more strategy. And so for example, in 2019, in August of 2019, we hosted our first ever online digital summit. This was like, I knew about digital summits and conferences and events like that. And honestly, it was just a thing that a lot of online marketing business owners did. And I knew that was a way to really generate um, a ton of leads for your business. Long story short, hosted that in partnership with Thinkific in 2019. We had 1,200 people sign up for this, y'all. So like, it was like, wow. okay, well, this is a thing. This is a great yeah. lead generator. We created a, a virtual event, but it was kind of like, you know, it was a cool idea, but it wasn't as popular. You know, digital events weren't as popular back then. And so fast forward to April of 2020 and prior to God had been dealing with me, I would say in January of 2020, God had been dealing with me about hosting a, uh, same digital event, but he's like hosted earlier in the year. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I randomly pick these dates. And I feel like, like what I thought was random was so strategic by God, because I literally picked April 27th through May 1st of 2020. 
Mm. I had been planning this conference January and February of 2020. We all know that by literally by the second week of March, that was when everybody was like, all right, we're going to shut down for two weeks and we'll get back to normal after this. Right. Yeah. And, and, and everyone's looking up at themselves in the middle of March going in, in the middle of April going into May, like, wait, how long are we going to be like in quarantine? Like people did not know what to do with themselves at that point in time. They were just like, what is life? Right. And so we were thrown into this space of like, COVID, quarantine, pandemic, all the stuff, everybody's freaking out. Um, but I feel like God aligned everything in my business so seamlessly then because we had already executed a successful virtual conference. So literally, when we did it in 2020, we were able to get over 20, I think like over 20 speakers that we had speak at it. Um, and literally, we signed up over 4,500 women to sign up for this virtual summit and it flowed seamlessly and it was just so amazing but it was like I didn't really have to pivot because I had been you know really including God in that hurt Mm -hmm. in that journey now you know I will say that like I do miss like in-person events and things like that but I'm not sure how soon we're going to get back to that if ever like what that's Mm going to look like and um i i feel like honestly i think god allowed this pandemic to show a lot of us what we have been taking for granted like like a lot of people i used to be trying to tell them so much about like running an online business selling digital Mm -hmm. products connecting with people online and people were worried about the wrong stuff and so i feel like it just really highlights the 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 amazingness that we have at our fingertips through Wi-Fi and our cell phone. And one other thing, so like I, um, in 2020, um, I started dating and, uh, my boyfriend. Listen, God sent me a whole man that I was like, wait a minute, where like this came out of the blue. Uh, but the funny story about this is, uh, when we first met, like he slid into my DMs on Instagram and I have always been the very like, like back then I was the annoying church girl that was like, don't be sliding in my DMs. I don't got time for that. You know, like just, I was just, I don't know where my mind was. I think just how purity culture and just like how the church just approached like you know, dating in the church, it was just one of those things where it was like, I'm just going to like push everybody away. But long story short, um, my boyfriend, uh, uh, my current boyfriend um, reached out to me on D- via DM on Instagram. And like, I didn't want to give him my number. So I literally sent him a link to my Calendly, which basically allows like this is in 2017. I sent him a link on Calendly to book a call on my calendar. And we literally ended up on a Zoom call because I refused to give him my number. Wow. And literally, it's so funny because he laughs at this now because he was like, I didn't even have this girl's number for a long time because, you know, and he was like, I didn't even know what Zoom was. I had to download it. Like, and it was just so funny because it was like back in 2017, like I used to have to, beg my clients to download zoom just so that we could see each other face to face and Mm -hmm. now here we are like and zoom is the way that everybody does everything these days you know they're either doing zoom google hangouts things like that and so i just think it's interesting how god has utilized like technology um to help entrepreneurs build in this season 
so good. So, so good. Um, I hope when you guys are listening to you are catching all these nuggets because, I mean, she drops them every other line, right? So if you're like me, you got your notepad sitting right there. And if you're in the car, I just need you to hit it on the replay. But one of the things that you said that I definitely want to circle back because I think that this is one of the conversations that I end up having with women entrepreneurs a lot that are small businesses and that seem to be in the place of struggling to figure out, okay, this is the lane that I feel as though God has caught me in. However, I haven't really seen the fruit out of being in this lane, right? And something that you said, there was the hat. Something that you said that I think really stuck out to me was like, Back when you were uh, trying to get your clients to transition over and do things and produce digital content, they were worrying about the wrong thing. And that really stood out to me because I think sometimes we don't necessarily know when we're not worrying about what's actually going to produce something of value, um, something that's going to be fruitful, that not only that we can eat off of, but that's going to feed legacies and, 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 and women and men across the nation. So I would love for you to highlight, um, just from your experience, what are some areas or some things that you think we get distracted by that has absolutely nothing to do with us being fruitful and productive in our field? Girl, don't get me started, okay? Because, listen, I got all the things. But one of the major things is um, I feel like, and this is something that God had to deal with me about a long time ago. So literally like five years ago, it's like six at this point. I feel like I'm old, but y'all remember when Periscope was popping, right? Like, Like that was like the place to be. And I remember when that was like popping, like, God had me getting on Periscope and I didn't know why he had me getting on Periscope. Long story short, I hadn't like, like I didn't, I hadn't really niched down to talk about like what it was that I was doing. I hadn't even really built out Epic Fab Girl. Like this was in the season where I was getting ready to launch it. And so I kept going through, um, Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. I just kept putting me up to, like, this whole, you need to go live. You need to go live on Periscope. And I would be freaking out. Like, I would be like, oh, my God, people are going to watch me. Oh, my God, people are going to see me. And I would be freaking out so much. But then I would, like, practice in the mirror and be like, okay, this is what you're going to say. All right, my name is Candice. We're here to do, like, I would just be prepping myself. And so it was really funny because at that time, I didn't really have anything to sell, anything to offer, but I would get on Periscope and some days there would be 10 people on my live. Some days there would be 30 people on my live. And then one day, Apostle John Eckhart got on my live because I um, know him because I literally, my little brother and um, his youngest son were like best friends growing up. Like we grew up around the street for them. Like our families like know each other and everything. And so one day his wife was on his Periscope account 
and like shared my she's like hey it's it's Wanda here like you know I, and she shared my periscope with his audience two seconds later wow. y'all it was like 400 people on my periscope and I like panicked I was like oh my god <laughs> I gotta go like I'm like all right and like I hurried up and rap because I was so nervous and afraid because it was like oh my god 400 people are watching me and I just got on here randomly to talk and like they like what I had to say but let me just hop off so literally <laughs> it was just like the craziest experience ever but when I got off of that live um like one of the things that God kept dealing with me about was like not getting caught up uh n- not getting caught up in the numbers that you know you show up the same way that you show up for people if there's two people in the audience as you would if there were 400 people watching and that's one thing that I always have had to do like even as I continue to build my audience on Periscope um I literally had to um basically make sure that I wasn't getting discouraged by there's only three people watching me if these three people on here and they on here listening the whole time, I'm going to keep adding value. And so that was one of the things that really helped me even when I transitioned into like going live on Instagram and Facebook is not feeling like, oh my God, there were only six people on my live today. Let me not go live again tomorrow because, you know, I just don't feel like I'm impacting enough people and shifting my perspective to, to say that if I can impact you know, one person deeply, then that's more than enough. And I think another really big thing that I tell my my clients, um, especially with what I do, I help women master their marketing so that they can scale their services to six figures. I help them make $10,000 a month in their business. And a lot of them do not even have, like a lot of them have under 10,000 followers on Instagram. One of my clients, she when she found me on Instagram, she had 700 followers on Instagram and literally within two weeks made $16,000 after a session with me. And I say this to say, don't get caught up on the numbers. Like we often look at and feel like, oh my God, I need to have these 10,000 followers or 30,000 followers or I need to get to 100K. But at the end of the day, it's like you can literally build a six, seven or eight figure business from an audience of a thousand people, right? Like as long as you're impacting someone individually in a way that is going to move them to take action, to purchase something that you have to offer, like you literally not only will impact their lives, but also be able to, all all it takes is one person. If you have a a product or offer or service, like my services start out as, well, no, I've raised my prices, but literally when I um, was getting started last year, like, shifting my pricing, it started out at $7,500 to work with me, right? And so at the end of the day, it's like, all I need is one client to get me to $7,500. And if I can do that with an audience of 100, right? And so Mm -hmm. it's just about showing up authentically, adding value, and not worrying about the numbers, because, you know, a lot of times we let that hinder us from what we really need to be focused on, which is giving value, impacting people, changing their lives. So good. That's so good. So, so good. Nuggets on top of nuggets. That's so good. Um, there's a couple of things that I want to go back and touch on. Uh, I think there's the one aspect of growing up in church and having conversations about maybe even dating, but what about finances? So 
I'm very curious. Did you always have a healthy relationship with money and understanding um, of how to manage money, how to grow money, um, if it's okay to splurge money? Like coming out of an environment to where you were taught a certain way, what, what type of mentality did you have about money growing up? And is that the same mentality you have now? Yeah, I love this question as well. My my dad is an entrepreneur, so he actually runs a heating and air conditioning business, and that's literally how he supported our family of what he has six kids, my wife, like I mean, his wife, and like he supported our family financially with that. And so I grew up kind of not like seeing my dad do that, but not really understanding the importance and significance of him making as much money as he made as a entrepreneur, but really being able to support his family. And one thing I'll say is like, my dad, he worked really, really hard. um, And he still does work very hard. But when the recession hit in 2008, we saw like my family really get impacted by the hit and the blow of the the marketplace. Um, And he just was not in a position to sustain it. And so while he was able to still make money, he wasn't as profitable as he was longer term. So what that did to my mindset about money was, or at least about business, was that I felt like I needed to make sure that, okay, yes, I'm going to run my business, but I'm going to have things and people in place so that even if something shifts, like I'm going to be ready and prepared to make a shift and still be able to generate income. And now I'll also say that my parents never really taught me how to manage money. Like they did not Mm -hmm. teach me that. Um, And I had to learn how to manage money once I got to college and, you know, figuring out like what to spend my money on and like writing a budget and figuring out like, can I buy this t-shirt for this organization or are we going to have to save it? And so I feel like I had to learn about how to manage money, but I would say that after after college, I, I ended up buying my first property when I was 25. So I learned how to save. I learned how to do all that stuff, really, which was led by on my own. But then once I got into entrepreneurship, that's when God started to shift my mindset about money and how much I could make financially. Um, and I think that it had to just shift into an abundance and a wealth mindset where it wasn't just about, okay, someone's paying me, you know, I'm waiting to, to get paid from someone from a corporate job. And instead I understand that I can make, you know, I think the most I've ever made in a month is over $30,000 in a month's time. And understanding that the Bible literally tells us that it's, there's power that we have the power to get wealth in our hands, but that wasn't necessarily something I was taught when I was younger. And I, I would say that, I come across a lot of Christians that feel like, you know, as a Christian, we shouldn't be focusing all on money. We shouldn't be focusing all on money. But I believe that God calls us to um, really have impact and influence in the earth through finances. The Bible literally says that money answers all things. And a lot of times people get confused because they're like, no, money is the root of all evil. And it's like, nah, boo, like you got to read that, that scripture, right? The love of money is the root of all evil, right? If my love and devotion is God and my attention and affection is for God 
and, and money is 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 the is the root of all evil the love of money is the root of all evil if my love is is directed towards god but my calling is to be um literally be trusted with large sums of money like that's my calling i can't change that but my love and direction and attention and affection is going to be god as soon as that shifts to being just all about the money that's when you have a problem and then i, I think a lot of times you know christian entrepreneurs they feel guilty for wanting to have more financially when i believe that that's what god has called us to do well okay you know I didn't put that Candace was a pastor, you know, Don't <laughs> in, do her, it. in her bio, but I, I don't know, sis, there may be something happening here. Come on and, and give the congregation a word. Okay. Let me, That's let me good. do something real swift. So the funniest thing about <laughs> my life over the past year is that God, like when it came to dating, I kept telling God, like, there would be guys that would come to me and they would be a pastor. And I'd be like, absolutely not. Like, I mm-hmm. don't want to marry a pastor. I don't, like, <laughs> I, don't, I ain't nobody's pastor's wife. Like, I do not have time. You know, why is my boyfriend a pastor? And I'm so like, is oh, mine. Uh-huh. And that's so funny. That's so funny. So is mine. And it's so crazy because when I was 19, a prophet had prophesied that my husband was a pastor. And I was like, you know, I don't know if he knows where I'm about to go after I leave this service. And I also don't know if he knows who I'm currently dating because it would take a mighty work. You hear me? A mighty work. So fast forward to all these years later, like literally my boyfriend is a worship pastor in San Antonio, which had me move, which is so crazy. Um, I literally moved right before COVID hit from Los Angeles to Texas because he was on staff at a church. And my life is completely different. If you would have asked me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, maybe five years ago, if if that was what it was going to be. But you know what? God already knew. He is faithful. We just going to go ahead and be obedient to what he has us in our season. But with yes, that being yes. said, sis, you know, maybe the first lady of this situation. But I'm we just going to call it that. We just okay. going to be like, it is what okay. it is. I'm it is. here. He happened to be a pastor and I'm his wife. And so it's just so funny yes. because we're always like, we, we're we we're always going back and forth. And I'd be like, babe, I don't want to be a pastor's wife. He's like, uh, I didn't want to be a pastor either. So here we are. <laughs> like Most pastors did it. Like, that's just something that's kind of like, yeah, this isn't what I thought I was going to be either. But this is what it is. So, you know, we love to ride this out. But I'm excited. Okay. So question I have for you is what has been like the hardest thing that you've been that God's been dealing with with you in this current season it seems like your your 2020 was it a wash you know there there's love in the mix it seems as though that you've been able to stay the course when it came to business is there anything specifically that God was just kind of like working on you with like during this this last you know 12 months yeah I definitely think that it's a mix of like still waiting on his promises and also, you know, figuring out what my life looks like. Like I'm in a season right now where I'm just, there's a lot of stuff that is moving forward, but I'm still in limbo on a lot of stuff. I still don't know. Like, like one of the things is, so when I got, um, 
when I quit my job in 2017, um, I like I had A1 credit, y'all. Like, you know, never paid bills late. Like I was that person that was paying stuff like clockwork. And when God called me to full-time entrepreneurship and to just trust him, like in that journey, baby, I've had my car repossessed. Um, literally the day after Christmas in 2019, I received foreclosure papers on my home. So they wow. were like advancing the foreclosure on my property. And I just remember feeling so stressed out and be like, okay, God, what, <laughs> like what is happening? And so when the pandemic came that like paused all foreclosures. So it, in all transparency, my house is still in active foreclosure. Like they just haven't moved forward with it, but because of COVID and everything, it's like literally slowing things down and like the court system can't move forward with it. And it's just like this weird phase. And in the midst of it, God is like, put your house on the market. And I'm like, okay. So I'm literally like, he tells me to put my house on the market in October. I put my house on the market October 18th. It is February 4th right now. My house has not moved. Like there have been so many people that have come to see my property. And like, even, even as far as someone coming to revisit the property, like they wanted it and then never put an offer in. So no one has ever put an offer in. And I'm like, okay, God. And what God was telling me was like, he told me to list it at the price. He was like, do whatever the realtor tells you to do. List the property. And in Chicago, like when it comes to real estate, people don't like to move in the winter, right? Like I'm looking out the window and it looks like a blizzard right now, right? So like people don't like the hassle of moving and finding a new place in the middle of like, you know, the winter. But, you know, for me to put my house on the market in October was just like, it didn't make sense. But like God said, do it. So I was going to do it. But I still find myself in a place where I'm like, okay, God, he told me like, Candace, you're not going to lose your home. So I'm standing on that. But I'm also standing on the fact that he told me an exact number that I was going to be able to profit from this uh, property on. And so I'm literally remaining, you know, steadfast and trusting that what he said would happen would happen. And so I think, you know, a lot of times what people don't talk about in entrepreneurship is that like life still goes on. Like, I think, I think when we live working for someone else, we are almost forced to act as if our life at home is completely separate from like, like, like it doesn't exist. Right. Like we come to work, we work, we do our stuff, we go home and it's a separate environment. But with entrepreneurship, it's just like your world is so deeply impacted by, um, by your personal life and your personal life is also so deeply impacted by your work life. And I think for me, I, you know, just walking through seasons of like, okay, my business is successful. I'm making money, but I'm still in this weird, odd place with my home and having to trust God and and stand on his promises. I, I think that's something that God has been, you know, dealing with me about. But my continuous experience with God is that he's just like, all right, just trust me. Like, that's all he ever got from me. He'd be like, just trust me. And I'd be like, all right, well, if you're not worried about it, why should I be? Like, there's no point for me to worry about something God ain't tripping about. I love it. Wow. Come on for the transparency of the situation though. I mean, I feel like that story can just, the fact that you're sharing it while you're still in the process of going through it, because a lot of times you don't hear people sharing those types of stories. It's either when they got brought out, I've been out of it for the last decade, so I can really share it. 
that it's hard to talk about when you're in the midst of the transition of waiting on the promise and kind of like still trying to be obedient, still trying to remain postured accordingly. Um, do you have a go-to scripture um, in general or a scripture that's kind of like been, you know, in constant rotation as you start your day right now? I wouldn't necessarily say there's a scripture in constant rotation, but I'm a big lover of Hebrews 11. It's all about faith. Mm-hmm. But one of my fir- favorite verses in there is Hebrews 11, 11, And it says, and even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, received the strength to bear a child because she considered mm-hmm. him faithful who promised. And mm-hmm. literally that thing takes me out every time because it's like, she was given the strength to have a child past childbearing age simply because of her belief. She considered mm. God faithful. She considered to believe God to be exactly who he said he was. And because of that, that's how her miracle came into action. And I think a lot of times that's where the enemy tries to comfort us. He tries to comfort our belief system. If he can get yeah. us to stop believing, then, you know, like he leaves us in a place of doubt, right? And then if you, if he can take our doubt away, then our miracles can start to fade because God literally operates in the space of our belief system. Come on. I'm not going to call you pastor because I know you're going to get frustrated. And that's not what I want. Right I don't now. mind being called to preach. I can preach. Okay. I will insert a preach anytime. But when Listen. we start talking about shepherding people and you know running a whole mission. I mean, but you but you I mean but you that's what everybody says but digitally I mean come on your your reach your reach is wide it is broad I mean they're coming come forth you hear okay so I feel as though I have to I'm gonna end it on that note because I feel as though that was so good you know Hebrews 11 11 I need everybody to if you are listening right now to make it a point to open up your Bible and you know read hebrews 11 because i think that if you didn't just get your life (laughs) then i need you to reread it a couple of times can you tell people like what you have coming up what they should be looking out for you right now like all the good things that's happening absolutely and just going back to the hebrews 11 11 um and just hebrews 11 in general the thing that will that shifted my life was reading Hebrews 11, but going back and referencing all of the greats and their stories. So like seeing the story of Abraham, the story of Noah, like seeing the story of all the people that are mentioned in Hebrews 11, it'll shift your perspective on faith. Like it literally will shift like your entire understanding of what faith really looks like. Um, But in terms of what I've got coming up, um, I have my Go-Getter podcast. So, you know, you guys can always listen to that. So if you're already here listening to this podcast, Mm -hmm. I know you probably already love podcasts anyway. So you can head over to uh, Go-Getter podcast by Epic Fab Girl um, on whatever podcast um, app you're listening to it on. Um, And then on top of that, I have our Go-Getter Confidential Digital Summit. That'll be happening March 12th and 13th. So, you know, just head over to Go-Getter Conference um, on Instagram and you'll find out any information there regarding our upcoming conference when we actually launch it. Um, And so, yeah, you can connect with us at Epic Fab Girl on Instagram. And then my personal Instagram is Candice Janae. And a lot of people don't know how to spell it, so I'm going to spell it out for you. (laughs) 
Um, it's C A N D A C E J U N E E. So Candace Janae on Instagram. Um, and I, you know, I've got a lot of exciting things coming up. So I think the best place to be is following me on Instagram because that's where I make all of my biggest announcements. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Candace, for joining us today. I hope that you guys feel blessed. I hope that your faith is strengthened by this episode. Remember, this is the place that you are reminded that you are saved, healed, made, and graced by God. Until next time, be blessed. See you next week. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's The Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's The Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.